With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. show. I am your host, Mark Lenny Wheeler, and we're going to have a good old time on today's show. Um, we've got, you know, some some news for you. We've got some, uh, uh, you know, tips and techniques. We're going to talk really heavily on, on fishing heavy cover because I've been having folks that don't understand <laughs> what heavy cover is. Um, and, and how to fish it correctly, and we're going to explain tonight how to break it open, how to get in it, get into that heavy stuff, and uh, fish it correctly, um, and not just techniques, but but positioning your your kayak to fish the 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 cover the best way possible while doing that, because that's extremely important, because uh, you are going to be dealing with some heavy cover. You don't want to be floating into it and blowing it all up, um, you know, along with some other things and uh, uh, maybe some, some special uh, pigs might just show up tonight. Oh, yes. Yes, oh, sir. But first, let me introduce to you the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Yak Chum, Matt Trucks. What's going on, mate? Hey, good evening, Mark. Uh, it sounds like uh, we got a ton of cover to talk about. Yes, yes, you know, and it's and it's one of those 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 things that most people are afraid of. They're afraid afraid to throw the the, the gear in there. They're afraid they're afraid to tackle the the big stuff, you know. And yeah, you're afraid of losing all their tackle in there. Well, not necessarily that. I, don't, I think it's more of they just don't understand how to get in there. And be successful at getting everything out. You know, it's more than just throwing your know, 85 pound braid on a stick in there and hoping you get something on a jig. You know, there are other techniques that you can use to fish it that are just as weedless and just as 
hang-up proof that you can power fish and move through several pieces of cover. Um, and this is based off of a tournament I've got near the end of the month. Um, I have a, like I said, I have a tournament. Um, I have a tournament at uh, uh, Bugs Island, Curry Reservoir, uh, the famed Curry Reservoir, that this time of the year they raise the water levels. So literally, you you're fishing in you know parks. I mean, you're 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 running a, a spinner bait over top of a picnic table. You know what I mean? So you know those, these are all things that uh, you know. <coughs> oh, excuse me. These are all things that are covered and how we're going to fish them effectively. So, you know, let's let's see uh, let's see how this works out, and hopefully, uh, people will enjoy it. So, with that being said, we're going to take a quick break. We come right back. We're going to break down how you need to fish cover effectively um, with what you've got. So, we'll be right back with more of the Low Sodium Show right after this little sponsor break. Be right back, folks. Looking for a new cooler with a lifetime warranty and made 100% in the United States? Look no further than Orca Coolers. These roto-molded, rugged coolers feature premium quality, seamless construction, meaning they're built to take whatever you and Mother Nature throws at them. Orca Coolers allow ice to keep for days, and they have non-slip feet so your cooler stays where you want it. With secure external latch system, the lid always stays closed. Orca Coolers, made 100% in the USA, always has been, always will be. Check them out at orcacoolers.com. Full Bay Custom Rods are handcrafted, designed, built by fishermen for fishermen. Each plank goes through a rigorous stress test to ensure the highest quality, period. You can actually feel the action of the bite as well as lure vibration through the foregrip. Made with the highest quality components and made to your specifications. Full Bay Custom Rods bring innovation to your hands. Go to bbrods.com to check out some amazing custom rods. Full Bay Custom Rods, built by fishermen for fishermen. Kayak Fishing Radio presents The Low Sodium Show With your host, Mark the Landing Crew Wheeler Alright, and we are back Um, So let's start talking about the main problem most people have With fishing heavy cover And it's something I do as well is boat position. Okay. This is this is a, a, a major facet of, of fishing that style of, of, of cover. Okay. Now, a few things you need to understand is that anchors and, and stick poles or sticking pins are a godsend for this. And a lot of times, if I have a lot of wind or I am running a power technique... Um, you know, crankbaits, spinnerbaits, buzzbaits, stuff like that, covering a lot of water, I'm going to want to use, um, I'm going to want to have a drag chain set up. Not a heavy one, just a light one, so I can, you know, pull through the cover slow and easy, but I'm still covering water at the same time. Now, if you're flipping, pitching, using soft plastic, stuff like that, you're going to want to stay in place. 
okay? <coughs> to best get to, to to get the best positioning you can um out there. Okay, same way you do it in the salt water or any other technique is where you, you set up on a position and fish it out like that. So what I do uh, well, what I do is I, I first I'm going to observe. Okay, before I decide what kind of bait I'm going to throw, what I'm doing, I'm going to get to a spot. Usually it's a cove or, or, or small bay, and I'll sit there and I'll observe the whole area, left, right, in front of me. Okay, and, and visually look at what kind of cover I have, you know, and how much you know dispersion I have in between it. This is where I'll stand and I'll get, you know, try to see into the water as well. Because a lot of times you'll see heavy cover. You know, you'll see the, the bushes and the treetops and everything else. And there'll be, you know, one here, one 20 feet to its right, another one 40 feet to its right. You know, you're thinking, oh, that's real sparse until you look. And then, boom, now you see, you know, just two or three inches underneath the water, you know, tons of bushes and picnic tables or, you know, uh, trash cans or, or whatever. You go, aha. So there's a lot of stuff there, but it's stuff that I can run using those power techniques. Now, if I look at it and it is just, you know, you know, bush and treetops right next to each other, pinned, touching each other the whole way through, I'm going to change my technique. So there's no way I could throw that bait through there effectively without, you know, having issues. Um, but we'll get to how to do that as well. Um, so that, then I'd switch to a soft plastic technique. I'd switch to a weedless technique, um, you know, to, to fish that correctly. You know, so once I get that game plan, now I'm going to assess the wind. That is huge. If the wind is blowing to my left, I am not going to start on the right-hand side bank because all that's going to do, no matter if I anchor, is blow me into it. I want to use that because I, I use a drag chain nine times out of ten to use the wind and the current or whatever's there my way through the area without getting on top of it by using Mother Nature to her own uh, issues is the best way to put it. So I'll, I'll, I'll you know put the drag train chain. I'll use my anchor trolley, get myself positioned before I even start throwing, and get a, a small drift started before I'm even close to it. So I'll do that 10, 15 feet, 30 feet before my you know my perfect first cast, you know. To, to get that, that, that rolling just right. Once that's right and I've got the drift correct is when I'll start get, doing work. Um, you know, in, in a great boat that that's out there for that, and there's several great boats, you know, the, um, you know, the, the Malibus, because they're so wide, they're so stable, you can stand and fish. Uh, <clears throat> you know, the Commander, the, 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 the rides, great boats, really great boats for this. But the one that's really standing out right now is the Jackson Big Rig, um, because it is so, so stupid stable. Um, plus, it has the stand assist bar, which is great because you could you don't need your paddle because you're doing a, a drift, so you can stow your paddle, okay. And then what I do is I always carry a second rod, and with the way the Big Rig is set up, it has that that stand up bar and their quote unquote paddle holder. Um, and I found that if you put a, a second rod right on there, now it's a quick double double whammy. So I'll I'll, I'll use two rods, two techniques um, per you know spot I'm going to fish. Um, 
Now, before I go any far, any further, um, we have a guest on the line. Um, is this Shallow Fly Walt? Yeah, it sure is. Well, what's going on, man? Well, not much. Just tying some flies for Salty Fly coming up. Nice, man. Very nice. So, uh, tell everyone where you're at and, uh, uh, you know, a, a little bit of download who you are, man. Uh, well, I'm over here in, uh, in Central Florida, and uh, I'm Shallow Fly Walt on Facebook. Um, I just fished in the uh, Adventure World, uh, Adventure Fishing World Championship in uh, Everglades and Flamingo, and uh, ready to fish the Salty Fly here. Awesome, man. Awesome. How'd you do at the uh, AFWC? Oh, uh, we did good. We uh, ended up uh, coming in second place. Nice, man. Nice, and you're, yeah, you are a, a uh, Go ahead. It was it was an adventure. It was a long day, nine hours. Uh, we paddled over 20 miles, um, you know, to, to, to come to the different checkpoints. Uh, we ended up getting lucky and catching a fish on each checkpoint we went to, and, uh, you know, the, the plan went through. Um, saw lots of sharks, crocodiles, spiders, snakes. Um, like I said, it was, uh, they named it right. It was truly an adventure being out there for four days, you know, a few days of pre-fishing and then fishing the tournament. Very nice, man. Very nice. Now, uh, you know, you are a member of Team Bull Bay, make it, makers of the most awesomest rods in the world. And, yeah, absolutely, uh, I am. Yeah, I, I'm in there, um, both the fly rods, um, as well as the sting rods. Excellent, man. Excellent. Um, you do any freshwater fishing, bud? Yeah, I do actually. Uh, we've uh, we're kind of we're a little bit off the coast. We're about 45 minutes from the coast uh, in a town called Lakeland, and uh, there's uh, lots of um, phosphate, uh, old phosphate mined areas uh, from right. you know way back in the past uh, that they've turned into uh, pits for fishing and management areas. And uh, so we've got a you know a large, a lot of large bass, a lot of specks, um, uh, some really good, really good bass fishing. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, you guys, you guys have the uh, um, you know the Kissimmee chain, what thirty minutes away from you, which are just packed full of big old swanch donkeys. I love the Kissimmee yeah, chain. Yeah, absolutely, like, absolutely. Um, you know, all those golf ponds and, and everything else. I mean, you are in a big bass mecca. You know, and yeah, and, and like right now, I think we're seventy degrees, and uh, oh. you know, fishing's been awesome. You know, we've got a great winter time down here, fishery. Oh yeah, you guys do. You know, you're just hitting the the bass are spawning, or or you know, sitting on uh, fry or on beds, or have already spawned and already moved to you know their summertime you know post feed areas, and uh, you know this is. Uh, what we're talking about tonight really fits well for for you guys down there. If you have areas where it's you know like the big uh, uh, reeds or Spartina grasses or stuff like that, where right. you know it's really hard to get in there, really tough. I mean, you've got to have heavy gear to to be able to to hammer them correctly. You know that that's the the hardest part. But uh, hopefully tonight we'll, uh, we'll open your eyes and. Turn you into a, uh, a heavy, uh, heavy cover aficionado. As much as I am, I love fishing heavy cover. You know, up here in Virginia, I mean, we've got. Um, you know, I talked about Kerr Reservoir, how what you know because they let it rise up four, five, six feet 
uh, in the springtime, and literally there there are there are flat there are floodplain parks that that will be absolutely flooded out, and you'll be fishing literally. I've caught bass off of a stop sign. I've caught bass off of picnic tables, you know, That's along fun. with the, the the gum trees and stuff like that. You know, just working through and just like, oh, there's a picnic table, throw it, and, and you will watch the bait go underneath the you know a chair, and you're like, oh, there he is, you know, pulling them out. Um, you know, uh, I, off of a, I watched a buddy of mine catch uh, a bass off of a swing set once. You know, so the, you know, it's amazing what they'll find. You know, and, and how they'll, they'll go into it. You know, we also have Briary Creek, which is literally you come over top of this hill and you look over, and it's you know the sun rays are coming down over top of all the little treetops sticking up, and it's like oh, oh, oh you know, there it is. <laughs> You know, Mecca, it's just amazing. Um, and again, really big bass. They actually transplanted uh, Florida strain bass into that lake. So we're talking big old slaunches. And, uh, you know, they stick real tight to the trees, especially this time of year before the spawn. And they just love a crankbait deep. And we're going to talk about more of that, more about that in a little bit. Um, Sounds it's a like a good place on, for man. a rod with that good backbone. Oh, yeah. And, that, and actually, that was... One of the 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 three main bodies of water that I devised that bomb dropper for was Briary Creek, um, Kerr Reservoir in the springtime, fishing the heavy, you know, uh, gum trees and the bushes and stuff like that, and then down in Florida, uh, Okeechobee, you know, uh, Seminole, um, you know, all those those lakes, especially like in the, in the Orange District, those 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 uh, Orange uh, Grove ponds where literally you look out and it is just a mat of, you know, as far as you can look of, you know, grasses and, and stuff like that, where you've got to use an ounce and a half, two ounce tungsten to be able to get through it, you know, to, to find those bass. That, that's why I devised that, that bull, that, uh, that bomb dropper with bull bay. And dude, it is a dream when you can pitch that bait and it punches through and as you, it's falling down, you feel that, Gong! And you know, and you immediately know that that tongue, that two ounce or ounce and a half tungsten, just pounded the back of his throat, and you reel down and hammer him, and you got to lift him out of thirty, forty, fifty pounds of, of grass. Oh yeah, oh that is the best. Oh, love it. Um, so yeah, man, I'm I'm stoked. I'm ready to get the season really kicked off and started without all the snow and everything else. Um, and we have a you know. One of the best river smallmouth aficionados, and also a coach for the Penn State College team in the chat room, Mr. Juan Verut. What's going on, buddy? Um, and, and when I say he's one of the best at uh, uh, river smallmouth, um, he is really, <laughs> really damn good. Um, so it's a pleasure to have you on, uh, Juan. And uh, please feel free to um, to call in. Yeah, and. Uh, and join the conversation because I want to hear how you fish uh, river deep cover as well, river heavy cover, because uh, that, that's a huge part of, of, of fishing rivers. Or And, you know, you can take the same process we're using here, Walt, for, you know, snook and everything else, you know, a little different uh, thought process because one of my favorite techniques in, uh, in Florida around those mangrove trees is actually throwing a crankbait and having the current bring that crankbait around as I'm reeling it in and making it curve the edge. And... And it is deadly, dude. When when you when they're not touching pilchards, or you've got a client that cannot 
cast underneath a, a mangrove, making him throw out in clear water and letting the current swing it in front. And it's a crankbait. It's doing what it should do, and it's mimicking that bait fish. Oh, it is l- perfect. Love it. Um, so yeah, man. Uh, this is a, this is I love this topic because I will go. I will pass flats and everything else to fish heavy cover hard. Um, uh, you know, or anything else. Just love it. But uh, you know, feel free to. Uh, uh, you know, add anything you might want. You know, I know you're you're a big fly fisherman, but you know, you've got to love pounding the 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 cover, man. Got to love it. Yeah, down here with the uh, in the in the pits and so forth. Uh, you know, we've got a lot of diverse uh, areas there, and uh, there is a lot of heavy cover lily pads and things like that that you have to punch through. Uh, grass lines and so forth, and of course, like you said, the mangroves. You know, uh, all the saltwater fishing we do, there's tons of mangroves. When that tide comes up, those fish go under the mangroves, and uh, you got to get it up under there and uh, pull them back out. And uh, you need a, you know, a good solid backbone on a rod to be able to do that. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely, man. Yeah, that's that's a big thing that most people don't don't want to do is they don't understand that you need to put, you know, in in bass fishing cases. You know where you're fishing underneath the dock, and you can look underneath the dock. It's clear water, and it's you know the the family's 87 years of Christmas trees throwing underneath there. You know, and that bass that you want is deep in you know in your 35s, you know, or 1964s, you know, Christmas tree under sitting underneath there. You're gonna need some heavy stuff because he's gonna get into that tree. He's gonna get around a pylon, so you're gonna need that 65, 85 pound braid to be able to horse that big old pig out of there so but yeah man i there's nothing better than 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 hammering a big bass just in, in heavy cover it's the it's a, it's a heart attack and a you know roller coaster ride all in one love it absolutely love it um so let's get right into you know we've positioned the kayak we're floating down the um you know the the edge of of grass or or you know heavy cover you know, it's treetops, whatever. Base that I will use a lot of times, I'll go to a uh, a swim jig. And people go, why would you flip and pitch a swim jig? Main reason is a lot of times what I'm looking for is a real, you know, uh, um, slick head. And what I mean by that is not a football head where it'll bounce off. I want something that's going to slide through the cover, right? Because I'm putting it in the middle of everything. And... You know, with the swim jig, you can get it in there, and you can slide it out the same way. You know, um, I'll use a, a you know a, a hack attack jig. A great, great heavy bodied, heavy skirted, you know, real heavy hooked uh, setup. I'll use um, oh man, there's there's just too many uh, like your your skipping jigs and, and stuff like that to fish. You know, in, in there. Um, one of my personal favorites, uh, as of recent, has been the um, you know Havoc Devil Spear. Great bait for in there. But I'm really trying to mimic the the crawfish because you know crawls will come up into that that grassy area to feed, and which is a, a breeding ground for bass to just absolutely hammer them. You know, I'll use a crawl derv on a, a Tommy Head jig, um, and you know I've got some specialized Tommy Head jigs from him. Uh, just for working deep cover or working really deep water. 
uh, heavier, easier to get in there, get out, and, you know, rigging a, a craw derve is absolutely awesome. Um, you know, I'll, I'll even go down to, um, you know, I'll even break down and, 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 and go, you know, small gear as well. Uh, one of my personal favorites, uh, uh, and it's the most simplest technique, is a Texas rigged, Texas rigged uh, uh, stick bait, a Senko. Uh, a finicky, fin- um, I just brain farted on the power team uh, style. But, you know, a stick bait, Texas rig, is absolutely killer. Because you can take it and you can skip it into there, get it all the way through all the branches. It'll bounce off and slide all the way to, to the back side of the cover. And you can work it from the back to the front with little to no issue. Um, and, you know, real, really a, a solid technique. Um, you know, pretty much what you're looking for is a, a confidence bait that you can put in there, um, you know, flipping and pitching-wise for a really, really tight and close cover um, to, you know, bring them out. Now, if I'm working in an area where it's real sparse or it's all submerged, right, that's where I'll switch it up. A chatterbait uh, style, uh, a, a vibrating uh, jig is absolutely killer this time of year. Uh, the finicky tickler, thank you. Oh, oh no, it isn't. Sorry. Uh, that, that's what you use for a shaky head. Perfect bait as well. But what I'll do is I'll run that, that vibrating jig, the chatterbait, whatever. And they are almost virtually weedless. And I'll take it and I'll burn it and tick the tops and have them come up and hammer it. Um, it, it is a great thing. And I really believe that that the little wave, wiggly two-arm thing that, that comes with a, a chatterbait is worthless. Um, you know, I'll, I'll put a, a hammer shad on the back of it, uh, or swing and hammer, uh, you know, a hollow-bodied, uh, a, a slayer. Okay, a slayer works perfect back there. Real compact. I'll trim the skirt down even farther, you know, to make it look more like a shad or bluegill. Um, you know, really solid bait for that. Another one I'll use is a wake bait, you know, or a, uh, or shallow running crank and stuff like that. And it is a lot of you, you know, shooting the arrow, making it bounce, bounce off. Square bills are perfect for this technique. You know, keep it high, keep the rod high and burn it through and let it tick the tops of those, uh, those branches. Um, you know, it's absolutely killer, and it's a great way to work water quickly, you know, and, and find the, the bass, because you'll, you'll, you'll run it through, and all of a sudden, bunk, 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 you'll, you'll see it bounce, and a, and a buck bass come up, engulf it, and you'll hammer them, that's when I'll, I'll get them in the boat, and immediately pitch back a, a bait to drop it even deeper, you know, get into the stuff, because that's where, you know, you'll, you'll get the aggressive one, now the big pig that's in the bottom down there, now I'm going to go get after her, um, absolutely deadly, um, technique as well, you know, uh, a spinner bait, the, you know, awesome setup as well to throw in, in, inside all of that cover, um, one of my favorites as well, uh, and I believe we have, um, Juan Verut, Juan, is that you, buddy? Yeah, is, is, is my speaker working here, everything working? Yeah, dude, I can hear you. You guys hear me? Yeah, okay, bud. great, great. Just making sure. What's going on, man? Haven't talked to you in a while. <laughs> yeah, not too much. Been pretty busy. Um, you know, 
we got a lot of ice on the river, but uh, we're definitely looking forward to the spring thaw here, which better come pretty soon. So, <laughs> I felt you on that. I mean, a lot of the stuff down here was frozen over or or uh, uh, locked down for whatever reason and made things really difficult to fish. Um, but uh, I understand. Yeah, Watt, I know how you feel. I live right here in Jersey next to you, and it's still icy here too, man. <laughs> and we were out there breaking the ice a couple of days, though. We did get on the water, but we had to break some ice. Awesome, man. Awesome. Now, I understand that you've got a few seminars coming up, bud. Uh, go ahead and, uh, and plug yourself for a second. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be in uh, Harrisonburg on uh, Saturday, actually the 8th of this month. So this coming Saturday, um, the first seminar I'm going to do is on kayak fishing. and It'll start at uh, 10 o'clock in the morning, and then uh, the next seminar will start at about... 1130. Uh, the topics I'm going to do uh, in the second seminar is actually uh, fishing for uh, river, you know, early spring river smallmouth bass. So basically two topics of interest really is, you know, how to find those this, this fish uh, and then secondly, you know, how to catch those fish and really what a lot of times turns out to be pretty drastic swings in the water conditions on the river. And so, you know, you've got kind of feast or famine. You've got good water conditions, and then all of a sudden you get that cold, you know, cold front, the cold rain. Uh, what do you do with that? So I'm going to hopefully go over a strategy that I've used to, to find them and then, uh, you know, some techniques to, to, to root them out. And Excellent. then uh, on, on ninth, the 9th, I'm going to be in uh, uh, rich, near Richmond, Virginia, in uh, the green top there. And uh, so it's the Woods and Waters uh, Pro Team uh, Seminar Series. There's actually going to be a lot of really uh, great seminar speakers there, you know, speaking on electronics, uh, some, even some hunting topics. Uh, my two topics there are going to be, uh, you know, of course, river smallmouth bass. And, again, I'm going to really focus on, you know, locating early spring smallmouth in rivers and, and catching them. Uh, and then uh, also um, I'm going to be talking about musky fishing, too. Uh, so we've got a lot of muskie in the Juniata River out here, and uh, I've pretty much fished for muskie uh, all my life since I was a little kid. So um, I'm going to talk about, you know, finding some, uh, you know, kind of paring down the water and finding those those great kind of Class A waters for muskie. Right, and you'll, you'll, you're going to be in a center location here in Richmond. The James River, the upper end, has a lot of muskie on it, as well as the, the Shenandoah uh, and a bunch of lakes have some really solid stocks of muskie. Um, and rivers as well. That that's going to be awesome. I, I think you could have a really large group of people um, enjoy that seminar, man. I think it'll be great. Yeah, it's going to be good. The information about both seminars, all the details, location, so forth, is on my website. It's uh, kayakfishpa.com. So just like you know, Pennsylvania PA kayakfishpa.com. If you should, so if you go there, you'll you'll see the locations. Uh, the the eighth seminars are, are free. They're sponsored by uh, W's Hunting and Fishing, and uh, and so uh, that one's free. And then uh, then uh, Green Top. I know that you have to get tickets and so forth for that one. Yeah, but it's gonna, it's definitely going to be something. I I went to the one last year. Um, I think or or was the one at Bass Pro. Um, and folks, this is the time that you can go and just absorb info, information. Um, you know, when they have you know the the elite pros or the local pros even there, when they're not doing a seminar, they're just standing around. And that's the time that you can, you know, grab a guy and be like, all right, this is the three techniques that I want to start doing, or that I know that you're good at. Explain how you use them. And the, a lot of times they'll sit down with you and they'll 
you know, work out, you know, different things. Probably not give you all their secrets, but get you on a path to, to bettering yourself. And I do it all the time. I sat down with Timmy Horton last weekend when he was down here for a little while, and we talked about deep water fishing because that's one of his, his, you know, bread and butter things is throwing a big crankbait or, or a Carolina rig or a worm on those offshore structure pieces. And I absorbed a ton of information and, you know, along with some heavy cover with, you know, a few other things to learn more about that, that, that style. And, uh, you know, a lot of times just stand there and just listening as he's talking to someone else, you'll pick up on something, you know, and it's great to have in, the, in your back pocket, um, you know, to, to have that knowledge. And uh, so please, folks, go out and, and, and do, check out these seminars. You will learn a ton all right, or it'll be a refresher and really help you out in the long run. Um, but uh, I'm not going to be able to make it up to that one. I'm actually going past you uh, up to Lake Anna on the 9th. Um, they one uh, to fish the warm water discharge on that lake again and absolutely try to hammer some, some spawning bass. Last time I looked at the, the temps for that uh, lake, even with all the snow and nastiness we've had here, um, the water temps were 65. So, yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> but um, sounds awesome, like man. fun. Hopefully, I'll be able to get some fishing done while I'm down there too. We'll see how that goes. Oh, yeah. I'm bringing my boat. Yeah, you'll be <laughs> you'll be uh, not too far from the the, the James River there. Um, you know, and if you go up, you know, another hour up the way. You know, it seems like a, a little bit of a drive, but you can put in on some very, very solid smallmouth water uh, on, that, that's there at the James. That's got some uh, uh, deep, deep holes. You know, we're talking 15, 20-foot holes uh, deep. That uh, That's what the wintering grounds of those smallmouth will be. And, you know, I'm, I can almost guarantee Aaron uh, Dryden's going to be there or, or somewhere in the area that you can't uh, jump on his back for a little while. And let him show you. And he's a he is one of the the uh, uh, better um, river smallmouth guys in the in that area. So he definitely would you know be someone you want to hook up with. And of course he's a member of your uh, wildy team, so that helps as well. There you go. Maybe he'll show me a couple of secret spots down there. <laughs> there you go, man. You know, awesome dude. Pleasure having you. Now, quick question for you, Juan. How do you fish? heavy cover on all those rivers you have up there how to fish them effectively you know because we we've got a lot of stuff down here on the james and shenandoah and stuff like that where you know a flood will knock down some trees and then they'll pile up do you fish the backside or do you fish you know into it or around it kind of techniques? yeah i mean when we have when we have lay downs and think you know so forth it's not it's not too much different than, you know, if you were fishing it, you know, as a largemouth fisherman, I think, in a lake, um, you know, trees, uh, you know, along the bank or, or in the middle of a river. I mean, you know, obviously you're going to, you know, try to maintain a safe distance, you know, with your kayak. You're not going to get out in front of a strainer and end up, you know, tangled up in it. You know, you've got to be off to the side, not upriver from it when you're when you're trying to pick it apart. But, uh, you know, you're, you're pretty much throwing a spinner bait around the outside of it and kind of through it. Uh, and then I'll, you know, pick up some type of a, you know, a soft plastic. Uh, one of the things I really like to, to throw in there is, is something that's, you know, like a soft plastic that's uh, Texpo's rig. 
and you know we don't go real real heavy. I mean like quarter ounce something like that, and right. uh, and then flip that bait into there. Um, you know I I like uh, you know if you think about it, river fishing is in some ways really simple. I mean you've got bait fish profile food and you've got crawfish profile feed, food, right? <laughs> so right. you know you can flip that crawfish in there, uh, work it in through there. Uh, one of the things I really like to use is uh, you know and I'm not you know trying to you know plug things but you know you know uh, oh, Winko's away, custom man. lures makes a uh, Winko's custom lure makes a flutter head and uh, it's a kind of almost a flat sled white sled designed uh, um, you know piece of lead on the on the hook it almost looks like a swim bait hook and uh, what that does is allow you to pull it through the treetops and so forth and so you can text pose rig you know soft plastic on that skin hook it you know so you don't get that you know, hook buried in a piece of wood, and really just kind of slide and shake that thing through there, and so it really is a really effective, uh, you know, uh, bait and and rig for, uh, for fishing wood. Uh, and then the other thing we encounter as far as heavy cover in in uh, rivers is uh, eelgrass. Um, you know, there are different types of types of grass depending on parts of the country you're in. You know, moving water, but you know, predominantly we have a lot of eelgrass. That's kind of that straight corkscrew. It's got like a corkscrew yep. going up kind of thing, uh, and it grows in real big tufts. Uh, in, in the river, instead of growing straight up, normally if there's no current, it will grow straight up to the top. In the river, it typically you know, either gets close to the top or on the top, and it lays over uh, because of the current. And, and I actually use that same crawfish setup, and I, and I usually position my, my kayak downriver from the, the patch of grass I want to fish, and I just kind of comb it through there, and I put on a quarter-ounce weight or heavier and comb it through that gill grass and shake it down in so it actually breaks through that and gets down and actually into the rock below the eelgrass where it's laying over. And uh, that's, a, that's a fantastic uh, presentation in rivers. Oh, yeah. yeah and, and one of my favorites on, on lakes, if, um, if they're really on a, on, a, on a brim bite, you know, where you look in the water and it's just, you know, that two to three, four, five inch, you know, bluegill is a, um, is a, a tube. Uh, I, one of my favorite heavy cover baits in, in all the world is a, is a, is a, a text post uh, tube um, with a rattle in it in a, in a watermelon or pumpkin color. And um, I'll always dip the, 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 the little tendrils in um, uh, chartreuse dye, that, that, that garlic dye stuff. And work it through there, and it is just absolutely deadly um, when they're on that bite, you know. And there's so many colors out there, you know, that you can literally, if you look down and you see a bunch of, uh, you know, um, you know, craws, and you, you you don't have any craw style baits, a tube works perfect for that as well. And you know, if you have small mouth, old standby is a tube. You know, gotta gotta give it to the old tube, man. Love them. Yeah, I think that one of the things I, I would do there, too, with that kind of tube rig is, uh, you know, obviously, like you pointed out, you know, use something you can text pose, but also something that has an internal weight, um, you know, so the weight's not on the hook. It's it's inside the tube. And then uh, another thing, a little trick there when you're trying to get the stuff to slide through and down into the grass is uh, like a 90-degree bend instead of, uh, you know, the, the normal angle for a, a tube uh, hook. You know that 90 degree bend allows you kind of to pull it through there, and it just seems to sh- you slide down through the grass a little bit better. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, I'll, I'll, one of one, another big thing I'll use is instead of using a uh, extra wide gap, 
you know, because that'll, that'll catch a lot of the stuff. I'll just use a plain um, worm hook, the the straight shank style, and it because it stays somewhat closer to the tube as well. Um, you know, will, will help keep from getting that the grasses or the sticks or or whatever might be there. Um, you know, through everything a lot easier as well. Um, you know, don't have to worry about you know the gap getting closed between the 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 point and the uh, the shank of the hook because the mm-hmm. tube's just going to collapse anyway. And it's just you know another one of those things, little little tricks that you know that I use. You know, you know fishing down here or fishing you know anywhere on the East Coast that'll uh, you know help me put more fish in the boat instead of you know dealing with or taking the time to, you know, clean off the hook because I've got a ton of stuff on it. You know, because time is money in the, in the tournament world. You know, the longer you're, you're, you don't have a bait in the water, the longer you're not going to be making any cash kind of thing, so. But, um, now, do you use, uh, for up there, do you use any, like, the Helgramite style baits or, um, you know the the things that those smallmouth the, the insect style baits that are out there now um, up there at all. Um, in soft plastics, yeah, I, I do have some some stuff that that mimics a helgramite. Um, I don't feel like I need to match the look of those you know those insects exactly. And so you know, kind of in my world, I'm thinking that you know a lot of ways a, a smaller like a three inch uh, stick worm, you know, like a senko style bait. Uh, kind of right. mimics that. Uh, and one of my buddies actually does a little trick where he'll actually cut the Sanko in, in half to make it flat. You know what I mean? So if you take a Sanko and you cut it like long ways, you cut it in half, it makes it flat and it has a, a more of a of a, um, a profile like a Helgramite. And, and right. he'll rig that. He'll actually ball it sometimes on his hook too. Um, and, and so it looks like, you know, how the, the Helgramites ball up. So he actually right. kind of ball, balls it up on the hook. He uses a, a circle hook or something like that. Uh, but I, you know, I, I don't know that that I really have gotten into to mimicking that, you know, that kind of, uh, you know, Helgramite exactly. But I think a lot of the baits that we throw, the soft plastics, can kind of have that that same profile. Makes sense. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh, most definitely. You know, what you're talking about almost sounds like a uh, an old school French fry. You know, the one where it had the, the flat back and all the ridges running down it, um, you know, for that. You know, that's what, what, what do you mean old school, man? I still got some of those things. Oh, bad I, I say old. Like back in the 80s, man. <laughs> that, 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 I'm, I'm being quiet. I'm like, shh. You know, because that's the, the – um, I forget who makes them now. I think Havoc has a French fry, the Berkeley Havoc. Because, uh, you know, when you have – the great thing about that French fry style is that you could throw it and actually watch it go away from you because it'll, it'll, you know, glide in the water like it does, you know, so if you can't get that perfect cast because of, you know, like overhanging cover, you throw it on the edge, and you can watch it go away from you, and it's like, oh, any second, any second, dong, ah, I got you, um, I love them to death, you know, and I see old school, so people go, oh, maybe I shouldn't try them because they're old, like, you know, a little trick, um, but, uh, but yeah, man, I, little baits like that, that, you know, I love going back and looking at old Bassmaster catalogs and magazines and stuff like that and seeing the baits they were using back in the day and going, why aren't we using them now? I mean, they, that's ingenious. You know, the French fry, the, um, I know they're back, but the jelly worms. I mean, one of the most limpest, perfect 
worms ever made. Um, granted, they they'll melt in your tackle box, but um, you know, excellent bait. Um, you know, the uh, uh, weightless worm, uh, uh, bubblegum pink worm, uh, uh, weightless running over the top as a um, as a, uh, a top water, you know, or jerk bait, you know, stupid killer. You know, and that bait won uh, a major tournament in the mid-90s down in Georgia. You know, where everyone else is throwing walk the dogs and poppers and stuff like that. And, you know, I forget who did it. Gosh darn it, I was just looking at it earlier today. You know, he was throwing a bubblegum color in real, you know, really, really stained water. And just absolutely tore him apart. Um, you know, big, big bag of, of bass at the end of the day on, on the three days he was fishing. It was just amazing. You know, little techniques like that that we have forgotten, you know, because of technology and all these other you know, uh, uh, styles that have come around, but those old school, I quote, I, I say old school, you know, styles or techniques or, or bait, you know, like a, a, a goose turd. Remember that one? The, the all wooden bait with the, the two lobes and the solid, um, uh, bill. That is an awesome, awesome bait for working in heavy cover. Um, you, know, you can't find them anywhere they're not made unless you find you know, an old flea market or a garage sale. And I pick up every last one I can find because that is a deep water killer, you know, that, you know, through, through time have, have lost their pizzazz. But in the long run, I mean, for something different that, you know, bass haven't seen in a long time or, you know, through generations of, of bass, you know, it could really turn on a bike when you need it the most. So, you know, millions of things out there. Got to gotta do your research to, to find what works best for you. Uh, I guess the best way to put it. But we need to take a quick break. And uh, when we come right back, we're going to talk more about heavy cover and how to, to pick apart just one piece. Because it can be uh, – <coughs> it's more difficult than just throwing it in the center. Uh, there's more to it. So we'll be right back with more of the Low Sodium Show, only on the Kayak Fishing Radio Network. If my sound bite will play. <laughs> Looking for a group of kayak anglers to share your kayak fishing adventures with? Check out yachtangler.com, your ultimate fishing resource. Give me the flat to dawn with plenty of tailing fish. And the perfect fly rod. Yeah. And get ready for some magic. What an awesome piece, man. I got one. Oh, damn, I got him. I got it. I got him. Join Bonefish and Tarpon Trust. Nice fish. And help make sure that the magic never ends. Visit tarbone.org to find out how you can help. Listening to the Low Sodium Show on Kayak Fishing Radio with your host, Mark, the Landing Crew Wheeler. Alright, and we are back. Uh, quick little break. Hopefully, you grabbed a drink and some popcorn in that quick uh, 
<coughs> minute and a half that we had there. Um, you know, in, in the Low Sodium Show, we've got a lot of friends, and we've got some special guests that always seem to show up. And recently, we haven't had this special guest show up, and I know folks have been depressed about over it, of, of over this guest not showing up, and he finally showed up. And, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce you again to the Pig of the Week. He's back, and, and he has brought a launch uh, to, the, to the game, and that is really loud. Wow. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the Pig of the Week goes to Katie Berninski, uh, a wife of uh, Bob Berninski, owner of Power Team Lures. She went out this past weekend and caught a pig. I mean, an absolute donkey um, of a bass. Um, eight plus pounds. Um, this time of year, this is when you can fi- find those big bass. And uh, I saw it, and I was like, oh, we got a pig of the week. So, uh, yeah. Congrats, Katie, uh, on a beast of a, of a largemouth. Um I caught on a swing and hammer, uh, sw- on a swim jig, which is just one of my favorites. But uh, you know, um, awesome job, guys, and uh, congratulations on getting uh, pig of the week honors. Gotta love it. <laughs> um, so let's get back into heavy cover real fast. And one of the things that I see a lot of people do is they're, they're working, they're trying to cover a lot of water fast with a, a jig, a soft plastic, whatever. And all they'll do is they'll make one cast in the center, pull it out, and go to the next spot. Don't. Okay, Take if, if you're going to take the time to flip and pitch and cast into there, pick it apart a little bit. You know, one of the first things I'll do is I'll hit that first leading edge. Um, you know, if I'm moving from left to right, I'll hit the left-hand side of that cover, you know, first. Work it through the edge of, of that, just the very edge, Pull it out, then I'll work the right side. Then I'll pet, pitch it in the middle. Um, all right, Juan, uh, great having you on, and uh, please stop by anytime, buddy. Still there? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Juan Baruch, remember, you can catch him up in Harrisonburg. Is that right, Matt? Yeah, that's uh, correct. I believe he's still on uh, the phone. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's yeah. at Harrisonburg, Pennsylvania. I was, I, I was having trouble with my uh, mute button here. I tried oh, okay. to oh, no problem. Mute, but, you know, cough or something like that, you know, make some weird noises. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to be in Harrisonburg and then uh, out at Greentop uh, the next day, so Saturday and Sunday. Saturday, Harrisonburg, talking smallies and kayak fishing, uh, out at, uh, uh, then out to Greentop on Sunday, talking about muskie and, and smallmouth bass again. Excellent, man. Excellent. I hope you have a and great... And don't forget the website. It's uh, www.kayakfishpa.com. Yep, definitely go right, check him out. I'll but try to stop in next week, too. That would be great, bud. Tell us how you did this past weekend, if you get a chance. And uh, you know, best of luck to you. Hope you get some fishing in, too. <laughs> yeah. Stay safe so when you drive. And, <laughs> and uh, we'll catch you next time, bud. Don't be a stranger. All right, bud. Take it easy. All right, All bye. right guys. Haters, but all right. So, you know, one of the things that, like I said, people do is they'll just you know hit once or twice and go. 
if I'm going to spend the time fishing heavy cover and really delve into it and, and, and really work it over, you know, is that, that side. Because once you, because you, you might not see it, but there might be a current in there, right, due to wind, due to, uh, like, let's say it's a, a, a reservoir, man-made dam situation, and they're going to draw water, all right? There might be a current in there that you might not see or feel, but the bass know it's there, right? Because it'll be like a deeper uh, uh, current draw down the water column. So what you'll find is that, you know, you'll pitch to the left, nothing. you pitch to the right, nothing. Pitch in the middle, nothing. Then you take that Senko or whatever, and you pitch it all the way through the back. And that's where they're at, because the current's on the back side of that cover. You might not be able to get to it, but that's where it's at. So you, wah, pitch it, and it skips all the way through. He hammers it. You jack him. And there you go. Now you found a somewhat of a pattern. Now you got to figure out how to get back there a lot more times and get him out of there. But... Get the bait in there. You know, Chad Hoover um, says it a lot of times. You know, get the bait there and then figure out how to get them out. You know, get them hooked up. A lot of times, with, you know, you'll be over top of a limb or, or in thick cover, and you'll feel that bite and you'll hammer them. And that bass will actually work his way out naturally. You can get him out and you're golden. I mean, even the thickest stuff, I'll throw in there, feel that bump, hit him. But keeping that steady, heavy pressure, I can get them to whoop, pull them out uh, really effectively. <coughs> um, you know, and that's how I work the cover, especially with, you know, power baits. You know, where I'm, I'm quickly running through it because, you know, for whatever reason, that's the bite they want. They don't want something sitting still or just pumping for their face. Maybe they're eating shad or brim or whatever. You know, run over top like that, or they moved up. The tops of the treetops, and they're looking up for that bait. Running through there, a lot of times you'll get a, a hammer and bite. Figure out later how to get them out. I cannot tell you how many times I've had a crankbait get caught. I'd snap it off and let it bounce off and come start to rise. Or had a, a bait that I've actually, a square bill. I remember this. Um, I was running a square bill over top of, it was a brush, uh, brush around a, a fallen tree the tree came down over top of the brush and created like this depression in the brush pile and i was running uh like on an angle through the you know the length of the the tree trunk and i was going and there was one you know branch sticking up and i snagged that branch and through me popping it off the bait was wiggling and jumping i had a bass come up and hammer it while it was snagged you know and he unsnagged it for me um, you know, so don't be afraid to, to throw those baits in there. You're going to lose baits. It's going to happen. But you know what? The rewards, you know, if you're fishing a tournament and you need that big one, you know, or, or two or three big ones because you're fishing a boat or tournament, can really, really, you know, put you in the money. You know, if other guys aren't fishing it correctly or if not fishing it the way you are and you're just popping them left and right, that's money in your hand, you know. But, you know, take, a, take your time. Work through it all. If you just spend the time in heavy cover, it's not a, a thing that you want to miss something. Work the whole cor- everything around it. Then go to the next piece. Go to the next. Or just run down the line. You know, every little pocket you might see, every little point, you know, uh, uh, you know a lot of times you'll find a branch on, on a piece of brush that's just covered in leaves for whatever reason. 
and they'll be sitting underneath that. Throw it in there. Throw in the backside of it. You know, don't be afraid to get deep in there. You know, and and or or, or on the edges. You know, run a spinner beat along the edges of them because they're out on the edges of the the cover. They haven't been spooked back. You know, can be absolutely deadly, deadly. You know, so these are all things you got to think about when you're fishing heavy cover, and you'd be very surprised. You know what you might find. You know while while fishing that cover, and you know a big thing is keep your distance if you can. Distance being 15 feet. Okay, don't let them know you're there. Take your time and really fish it heavily. Um, Chris Carlisle, who's in the the chat room, asked about drop shots. I love throwing drop shots, especially post front where they've really gotten tight to the cover, really gotten heavy in there, where I've got to really pick them out, really take five to to ten casts to the same spot to really get them out in a text pose or any other style. Um, You know, a quick way for me to get in there and out of it is with a drop shot is, um, you know, we talk about the wide gap octopus hook and how great it is, but for something like that where I'm dealing with that heavy cover, <clears throat> to a size one or size two aught um, wide gap hook, where I can actually run the bait all the way up and fish it like that. Um, one thing I do do a lot of that time when I'm fishing something like that is I use a lot of tungsten, and that's expensive stuff because, uh, because uh, especially in open water, where I can feel that okay, there's a the sand, there's the shell and the gravel or whatever really helps that. For something like this, I don't need that because I can see the cover. I know where I'm going. So I'll use the cheaper um, cheaper weights, the, the lead style. Um, and you know, one of my favorites uh, for that if you can find it is an actual uh, banana style which actually has a bow in it a drop shot weight in about half ounce. Um, I'll go, I'll drop even down to an eighth ounce just, just for a slow descent through there, you know, right down the center in the heaviest portion of that bush or treetop or whatever. And you go all the way down in real slow, ticking every, having that weight tick as it's falling down. And I'll shorten down my, my, my shot, you know, to about eight inches, you know, so it's, so it's hitting that branch and vibrating that whole bush. All those bass start looking and they see that thing coming down and just above it's my bait, you know, and you'll feel that, dong, you you feel branch, 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 back of throat. And the biggest thing is I won't set the hook hard. Because all I'll do is when he's got it, is I'll just start reeling and lifting the rod at the same time. Because a lot of times what will happen is I can actually pull that bass. This is with drop shot because I'm using uh, 10-pound fluorocarbon for this. And it sounds crazy, but it's something I'll do for in there. You know, I'll drop it in there. He has it. I mean, me just slowly raising the rod and reel at the same time. I can actually move that bass to the edge of the cover before he realizes, crap, I'm hooked. And that can give me that extra second or two seconds to get him out and into open water where I can play him from there. Um, you know, I, I, I made the banana weights with the with the long cylindrical drop shot hooks, uh, weights, excuse me, taking two pliers and just bending them. For whatever reason, that that... that that banana shape 
runs through everything real smooth. Um, but I'll use a little style, you know, crappie bell weights, you know, the ones you can buy like a hundred for like two bucks, you know, if that's what I need. <coughs> but don't be afraid to get in there. That's the biggest thing people have is they, they don't want to get in there. Um, you know, to add what Juan was saying, you know, when you have, and this is very true within reservoirs, when they start opening those gates and that water starts moving, find that heavy cover um, and and figure out which way the current's running. A lot of times I'll take a, a puff of, uh, um, I've always got some like cotton or something like that, um, or, or even taking a, 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 some of that scent that I might have. Whatever it might be, um, I use the hog tonic a lot, and I'll take that and I'll just shoot that out in the water. That oil slick, you know, on a natural lake won't move unless there's wind. But if I'm in an area there's no wind, I know the current that should be there. By spraying that out on the surface, I can watch that oil slick go away or come to me or whatever. That's exactly at the bottom bouncer style. If you can find it in quarter ounce or half ounce, you, you're golden. Um, but watching where that current goes, and that'll tell me where the bass should associate to that cover. You know, they'll always be on the back side, or, you know, a lot of times. Sometimes you'll find them on the front if it's a real slow current, you know, where they don't have to fight it. Um, but they're ambushing. They're waiting for stuff to get blown out or blown through that cover. And, you know, that's where I'll really, you know, I'll put five or six casts on the back side of that cover because I know the current's running into it. You know, five or six casts in there, and then I'll, you know, go around it, boom, 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 and then start five or six casts again on the next piece. Now, these are all things that, you know, you'll learn through time, and I'm really hoping that this will speed up your uh, your learning curve. Um, you know, if you have any baits that are really solid that you know work on a lake, you know, and, and you've got to work heavy cover, this is the time to use it. Um but styles of baits that I really like, colors, uh, shaky heads, uh, the finicky tickler from uh, um, uh, Power Team Lures, absolutely awesome for this. Um, reason is, you put it on a Tommy head jig, it's weedless, and you can really slow it down. Drop down to an eighth ounce with a three-aught size hook, the five-inch tickler, you're perfect. Now you can work that bait, you know, it's real slow over those trees, it's weedless, it drops down. Every time it drops down, that tail's just wiggling and the hook and everything's just going down. A lot of times, it won't even hit the bottom. If you're working like five foot of water, you'd be going, all of a sudden, you feel the back of the throat. Dong! Um, colors I really like. Stained water, I'll go dark. I'll go real dark. You know, your deep watermelons, your um, your blacks, your June bugs, especially that time. You know, this time of year, really are solid. Um, you know, a craw style, the rage or the, the, the craw d'oeuvre for power team lures. Um, this time of year, don't be afraid to throw those dark colors again. Those, those, those craws are just about ready to emerge and drop shell. So they're going to be dark. Uh, a lot of times, you know, a, a watermelon or a, a deep rose color will work. Um, uh, you know, if you're already starting to see some light colored craws, one of my favorites is, uh, is young craw or natural. It's a light color that is just stellar. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, Power Team just came out with three new kits. Uh, you know, awesome setups. Check them out, Chris. Really good stuff there. Um, you know, 
doing stuff like that, you'll find where the bass are. Um, another great bait, Bass Pro Shop makes it. It's called a pesky perch. It looks like a perch. Um, when I'm seeing a lot of, of bluegill, stuff like that, or they're bedded in the, the heavy cover, I'll rig that uh, a Tex Pose or an Atami head um, with very, very, very lightweight. We're talking 16th ounce maybe, or I'll just pinch a small drop shot just to get that nose to stay down. <coughs> and I'll just pitch it in there and let it work its way through the treetops <coughs> or through the brush. And uh, it is absolutely deadly. Um, you know, there are so many baits that, that work well. Um, you know, uh, like I said, the swim jig is one of my favorites to, to, to flip in there. Um, you know, there, there's, like I said, colors again. If I'm wor working a clear lake, I'll go to those brim colors. Um, you know, I'll go to those shad colors uh, a lot of times. One thing I will do a lot of is I'll run a big Colorado blade on my spinnerbait when I'm running through there. Um, that big blade will bounce off a lot more um, stuff. You know, um, and, and it really works very, very well uh, to find those, those those bigger fish. And I wish uh, Walt was still here, because um, one of my favorite baits in a uh, um, uh, the mangroves is actually a uh, a weightless fluke. Um, you know, another great bait. You know, text posed again, thrown in the heavy cover. You'll you'll be surprised what you'll pull out. Um, so. Little things like that will help you put bigger fish into your boat. And uh, I really hope that you can take what you've, you've learned, not only myself, but uh, Chris and, or excuse me, from uh, Juan and, uh, and Walt, and uh, use them to put more fish in your boat. So, Matt, do you have anything else? Uh, I got some big news coming out tomorrow, which is pretty cool. It has to do with the big rig. That's uh, sitting in the uh, foot of snow that's still in my backyard. But <laughs> well, explain. Um, you have five minutes. Take I, your time. I, I can't explain because it, the big news that comes out tomorrow because I, I got to wait for the uh, the piece to hit my doorstep before I uh, blow it up. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice, nice, nice. Um, but it it is excellent. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, I do have some other good news, though. Um, I've actually been accepted to uh, Ram Mounts Pro Staff. Excellent. Uh, that was uh, last Friday. I'm looking forward to representing Ram Mounts, as everything that they they uh, produce and sell is made in in the USA. And uh, great products for us kayak anglers, uh, from rod holders to camera mounts to uh, uh, you know electronics mounts. They, they even have that. Uh, that mount that goes over the side with the transducer. Amazing stuff yeah. coming out of that company. So really looking oh, yeah. forward to representing them. Awesome, man. Love it. Yeah. Good to see that you're, you know, you're coming around and and, and doing all that stuff, dude. That is just killer. Um, you know, we've got, uh, oh, geez, we've got, um, you know, some great stuff coming down the pike, folks. Uh, we got an interview with Timmy Horton. 
Like I mentioned, I spent the last weekend with him, but I'm just uh, editing it because there's a lot of, you know, people coming up and asking questions during the interview. Um, but, you know, we'll have an interview with Timmy Horton. Um, hopefully here soon we'll have the Fast Raptor Classic champion himself, Mr. Randy Howell, uh, on the show. Um, you know, we'll have other guests, hopefully having Chad Hoover here, uh, you know, talking about probably after the uh, um, Sandy Cooper Open that he's got, which is going to be amazing. Uh, um, and as always, tips, tricks, gear, the whole kitty caboodle. Um, Matt, can you pull up the uh, Midwest Kayak Palooza thing, Jigger? I have yeah, I'm trying. About. You want the website? Uh, put up the website and uh, break it down for everybody. You're going to get it when you find it. Um, yeah, I'm getting it. <laughs> but, uh, folks, I will be at, uh, if you're willing to come out and and, uh, and see an awesome weigh-in, stuff like that, um, go to AmericanBassAnglers.com. Look for the Northeast Virginia region on the 22nd of this month. I will be fishing the uh, ABA tournament there. Uh, stop on by, say hello. Uh, I'll be the only one wearing kayak gear. <laughs> uh, and hopefully I'll, uh, I'll have a big bag of bass for you all to see, and, and I'll break down that uh, the week before and the week after um, how I did and everything else along with that. So definitely stay tuned for that. Um, this weekend, okay, I hope you all get out. It's uh, the Midwest uh, Kayak Tournament Series. I think. Got it. It's a strange right. site. Uh, I'm going to post the link up into the chat room here. Oh, oh okay. maybe not. <laughs> um, you know, there we go. Uh, oh, you just broke my train of thought. Um, this weekend, I hope everyone gets out and does some fishing. I know we've got another warming trend moving in. Those of us in the south, for those in the northeast, hopefully you'll get above freezing. Uh <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, see, that's what that's karma for you. Um, but uh, I'll be at uh, Fishing Lake Anna again on Sunday. Uh, hopefully, I'll have another report of good fishing and pictures of big bass for everybody. Uh, Matt, you got that stuff? Yeah. Shoot, bud. Uh, the Midwest Kayak Fishing Series, correct? Yep. It looks it looks like that. Uh, it's going on April, uh, July, April through July, 2014. Uh, apparently, it's a multi-month tournament. It's new to me. I'm sorry, I haven't read up on this. Uh, I'm just looking at it now, and uh, it looks like the uh, there's going to be a, a live event for the uh, MKFS Championship. Yep. And that's going to be in Wahoo, Nebraska, July 19th. Excellent. Okay, it says the uh, the lake's about 30 minutes due west of Omaha. Yep, should be a great tournament for all those Midwest guys. And, uh, you know, uh, Roth Vargas is the, one of the main driving forces, and we had Roth on a few months ago talking about it. And, um, you know, it should be a good time for all involved. You know, and Kayak Fishing Radio is a, uh, a supporter of the uh, Midwest Kayak Series. And, uh, yeah, it looks like they have a lot of great sponsors. Yeah, other than 
they did the, you know, things in the second year. Um, you know, they're really turning up the uh, the heat on uh, the rest of the country with a great, great series. And um, hopefully, you know, we can find out what's going on with them and, uh, and break down some water with them here in the next uh, few weeks. Yeah, sounds good. I, um, yeah, this this looks like it's uh, it's it's becoming to be well put together, and uh, I'm I'm really excited looking at these sponsors. It, it looks like a, a great tournament to to get into. Um, there there there's definitely going to be a lot of great prizes, uh, and uh, it's great that the the Midwest is uh, starting to to st- fire up some tournaments out there in the Midwest. That's awesome. Yeah, definitely, dude. Is this is this the first tournament? I I'm not sure. No, I think it's the second one. Okay, very good. Um, yeah, Chris Carl, uh, Carlisle says uh, right there. He's it's uh, three online tournaments, one live event, and uh, it's it's going to be over ten thousand dollars in prizes. That's excellent. <laughs> definitely, that's awesome. Thanks, very, Chris. Very cool. Um. Oh, sorry, folks. I apologize. Um, so yeah, I mean, a lot of stuff going on around the country for for us uh, for us uh, Sweetwater low sodium lovers, or those who love the bronze back or mossy back beasts of nature. Um, it's gonna be a great time. Uh, Chris did a great video recently. Chris Carlisle on uh, uh, catching pike up there in North Dakota. Uh, I pretty saw funny. that. It was excellent. Yeah, you know all the the snow on the water uh, on the ground. You know, just just awesome stuff. Um, good to see everyone getting you can out. Tell it's, to- it's totally a different environment. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, you know, and I'd love to get out there sometime and, and uh, uh, do a little fishing up there. It looks like a, a lot of fun. Um, so with all that being said, I'd like to thank all my contributing sponsors. Uh, Orca Coolers, Jackson Kayaks, um, Tommy Head Jigs, Unfair Lures, and Bull Bay Rods. Um, with the, they just launched it today. Have you seen the tactical series of, of Bull Bay Rods? Yeah, they look really cool, man. I, I really want one so bad. <laughs> <laughs> just take that knife a little deeper. Um, but the new tactical series at 2.8 ounces are truly revolutionizing the, the sport. So please check them out at bullbayrods.com, pick you up one. And they're really, uh, you know, pr- you know, uh, decently priced as well for for what you're getting. You know, the the best of, of everything put into one rod that weighs less than, uh, you know, <laughs> less than two uh, three ounces just amazes me. Um, yeah, but, but uh, this way, you're, you're not even going to feel that rod in your hand. All you're going to feel is... is is the movement of, of whatever lure you're casting, whatever structure you're bouncing off of, and whatever fish is hitting that lure. Yep, exactly, which is uh, almost unfair. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, great stuff there, and um, hopefully uh, we'll see more people with bull bays in their hands and catching big old stringers of fish. That's hopefully not against me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so with all of that being said, Thank you so much, folks. Uh, Matt, your sponsors? 
Uh, I'd like to give a shout out to Bending Branches, uh, you know, best paddles on the market. Uh, Jackson Kayak, you know, why paddle the rest when you can paddle the best? And um, Ram Mounts, uh, you can't say anything better than made in the USA. There you go. There you go. Awesome, bud. Um, also, big shout out to the Potomac Bass and Snakehead uh, Guide, uh, Zach Huntington. Uh, check him out. Uh, I can't forget. I can't remember the website, but um, check him out. Just look up uh, uh, Potomac Bass and Snakehead, and uh, he'll pop up. One of the best snakehead fishermen uh, in the country. So ch- definitely check him out and uh, book a trip. Uh, with him for this coming summer. It's going to be a good year. Very good year. So with all that being said, thank you all for showing up. Uh, Shallow Fly Walt, pleasure talking to you, buddy. Don't be a stranger. Juan Barut, rock on, buddy. And uh, Chris, Sean, and anyone else who's in here chatting on the chat room. Love you all. With that being said, take a kid fishing, hunting. Change their life forever. Always wear your PFD. It does you no good. If you're sinking and it's floating away. And remember, if you get out fishing, to get your fish on, mate. <laughs> Good night, everybody. See you next week. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.